0: Hi, welcome to a new episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. But today on the show, we're doing something a little bit different. This is a special episode where I am interviewing Ryan Mead, the director, writer, editor of Invaluable. It's a documentary on Evil Dead and specifically Evil Dead's art director, Tom Sullivan, Tom came up with the Necronomicon and the Kendarian Dagger and so many of the other things that make the Evil Dead series what it is. And it's a fascinating documentary and really essential viewing for fans of Evil Dead. Evil Dead is a series that has come up here on Piecing It Together so many times, uh, I'm pretty sure it's the most talked about puzzle piece that we've had on any of our episodes so it made a lot of sense to take some time out and do this special episode talking about invaluable and the work of tom sullivan and evil dead so i was really happy to get a chance to talk to ryan mead about it so let's jump into this conversation and before we do i want to remind you all to please make sure you're subscribed to piecing it together on your podcast app of choice and you can follow us on social media at piecingpod (music) All right, so on the show with us today is the director of Invaluable, Ryan Mead. How you doing, Ryan?
1: Good, man. How you doing?
0: I am doing great. uh, I'm really glad you took the time to uh, come talk to us here at Piecing It Together today. Um, I'm a lifelong Evil Dead fan, so when I got this... uh, this documentary and i was i was sitting there looking at it i, I have a uh, a facebook group for piecing it together and i posted a picture of the uh the blu-ray like oh i just got this documentary and it came with this uh vial of of soil from the uh from the cabin from the evil dead and everyone's like whoa that's awesome and i'm like i gotta watch this thing and then i gotta see if i can maybe get a hold of this guy and so i'm really glad to uh, have you on the show
1: yeah, cool. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Thanks,
0: man. <laughs> so uh I, I figured we'd just kick this thing off by just asking you a little about yourself. If you could kind of just introduce yourself uh to the listeners and just let them know who you are.
1: Uh well my name's Ryan Mead. I'm from Detroit, Michigan, and uh I make films. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> it, what um I guess the the you know, the first question I'd have to ask you is, is you know, starting off as a filmmaker, how did you uh, come to making this particular project? How did this project kind of uh,
1: come to be? Well, uh, that's a good question. I, I was doing conventions, you know, as Ryan Mead is just like a filmmaker, like, hey, look at all these little movies I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ran across Tom Sullivan, who's the star of Invaluable. Yeah. Um, and... we drummed up a friendship of basically 10 or 12 years and all that time (laughs) I was begging him hey man you should do a documentary about yourself literally for (laughs) 10 years like literally and then we just got to the point where we were such good buds and he was like you know and I had to prove myself you know basically like everybody's like oh we make movies oh you make movies great you know everybody does like what have you finished sure sure (laughs) what what have you shown to people and what have you been critiqued on and what have you screwed up and what have you learned and you know like so anyway so i had to prove all that to tom and then it, it basically took 10 years and then after 10 years he's like all right let's do this and i was like all right let's do it and i never really thought i'd be a documentary guy uh it just kind of fell in my lap you know like the right place at the right time and it was just it was i knew it was the right thing to do And right. you know, it was more it wasn't like, wasn't like let's make this to make money off of it It was like you gotta you gotta do a documentary about yourself you know for 10 years it wasn't about you know much money we can make if we did it you know it was because you're not we're not making any money you know but you know so that's what it was that was the it was a labor of love sort of a thing
0: yeah, Tom Sullivan really hasn't gotten his due, and it's really great to see this thing. And you know, I guess you kind of just answered my next question. But you know when you first set out, it was it was to be a a Tom Sullivan documentary first and Evil Dead second. That was kind of the uh, the goal, or was that more of just as you started getting access to all this stuff? That's kind of the story that uh, started to show itself as you started putting things together?
1: No, it was, it was more just about Tom, but then like the bonus production thing we got out of it is Tom's still friends with everybody Mm -hmm. and, and Tom was there at the inception of it. So if you're telling the story, if you're telling the story of Tom, you can't help but tell the story of the birth of Evil Dead because he was there literally for every step of the way for, you know, minus some of like the stuff that Sam Raimi did when he was a kid, but that wasn't within the woods, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, you know, and all the pre-production and thought and stuff that happened before all that, you know what I mean? So it's like, sure. Yeah. I mean,
0: he's part of the, I mean, it really is. He is such a major part of the DNA that makes up, uh, the whole evil dead mythos and, and all, everything from artwork to the design to, uh, just really putting things together and making it the full thing that we all remember and love so well, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, totally, man. I mean, his art is, he's the art director for that for the for that i mean that's the whole reason we love that movie was the art direction the way the stuff looked the way the dagger looked the way the book looked that's what made you fall in love with it i mean like i wish there was you know i'm a huge evil dead fan too obviously that's why you know i was a part of this i mean but i wish not getting into anything bad but i wish the documentary would have went into more stuff Mm -hmm. i know too much you know like it's a big conversation to have you know maybe there's a sequel i don't
0: know hey that i, I could i can imagine there's a lot of supplemental uh material on on those discs there there <laughs> there's a lot of footage and uh you know that that actually that's a good uh transition to my next question which was going to be about the access that you had um so you you said this was like basically like 10 years in the making right like how was it, like, just a super... I mean, as an Evil Dead fan, was it, like, just geeking out? Like, getting to talk to all these people that were involved with it?
1: Yeah, it was crazy. And, like, uh, you know, the adventure of it was, you know, after we kind of we were like, uh, it's cool to meet Bruce, and, yeah, it was cool, and he took me out to dinner and stuff with a bunch of, you know, friends and people and stuff. It was great. But going to, like, the original basement... Mm-hmm. That was in Evil Dead and, and going to that guy's house and knocking on the door and having him not a single clue to what Evil Dead was. <laughs> and being like, hey, buddy, can we look at your basement? And convincing him to let us go down there eventually, you know, because he lived in the area where Tom lived. Right. Um, and he has kids and stuff like that. And so there was a level of trust. Like, if I let you in this basement and you're going to put this in a movie can I trust that you won't, you won't give my address out to people? (laughs) And so there, it's, that's real. He's like, I got kids. Like, I don't want a million people coming to this house. Right. Right. I got two daughters. (laughs) And so, and I'm a country folk. So you, you folks in your black t-shirts come around my house with your cameras. You, you liable to get shot. You know, (laughs) so there was a, uh, you know, there was a whole lot of trust which felt really good you know like we're really we were holding like the ark of the covenant in our footage you know what i mean like that's what i felt like it's funny i i
0: just went on a uh a trip back to the town that i grew up in and i tried to go see the house that i grew up in and nope they wouldn't let me but you got to go into uh, a stranger's <laughs> they, creepy basement
1: <laughs> right and they have every right to tell you that too you know they have every right to say no so and we were just really lucky like and then the other house where they shot the stop motion meltdown is in Detroit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's a it's in a really bad part of Detroit. If you think 8 miles bad, try going to 6 miles. <laughs> <laughs> 2 miles worse, right? So so it's like so we go I mean that's just for people that aren't from Michigan to get a generalization of it, but uh it was a bad part of town and me and Tom show up and we're like we want to shoot your basement and your garage because the garage is the screen use slats that you see when, as the head falls down and in the basement, they did all the pickup shots and stop motion meltdown stuff. And so there's a young black kid living in the house and he's like, how do I know you're not the police? (laughs) Right.
0: I I, I could just imagine that conversation.
1: You want to fill my what? You want to fill my house? Deadites? What? So we got to do that, you know, so it was like a whole level of like breaking ground. Like we'd been places that, uh, no fan had ever, you know, no, you've ne- there's stuff in this documentary guaranteed you've never seen and probably never will see in any other documentary about this sort of subject ever. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll be other docs eventually, but no one's going to like, I know it. I'm not saying it to be pompous or anything. You're just not going to get it. This, this is it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean as a lifelong Evil Dead fan, I mean there's been so many uh, you know, re- revisions of the the DVDs and Blu-rays and all that and so you always get all these different uh supplemental materials and yeah, I mean there's so much new uh, on this. It's it's pretty wild. There's there's a lot of things I didn't know and I mean there's certain things that maybe I had seen in bits and pieces here and there but I certainly didn't you know remember it's been a long time I usually watch those things one and done you know um but like one thing in particular that stood out that I was really interested in uh was Tom's original uh creature designs that were more based on the uh uh the forest creatures which I thought was really yeah, like cool
1: the, Yeah the owl and the snake and the in a uh... And you know, speaking of that, the if you if you, here's a tidbit of fun facted stuff. The Book of the Dead was actually six times the size of what it mm-hmm. what it is in the movie. It was a huge thing, and and Tom still has it, and it was made out of like latex and shit. And so it's like thirty years old, and it's just like you don't want to touch it because you'll never get get it off your fingers. You know right. what I mean? And he's he's yeah. got it up in the this shit and he's like see that giant book of the dead it's like yeah that's what we were going to use that's what it was going to be and i was like oh jesus that probably so, would have
0: made the effect shots even harder like trying to make that thing fly around and whatnot you know
1: <laughs> but yeah that went with like a, with all the nature stuff when it was like the nature the bird the owl the snake and the beast so yeah
0: so uh how did uh tom feel about everything like did he feel like you uh, you know, obviously, Evil Dead being a major focus of the documentary, did he feel like you gave uh, a an overall of his entire career? Because I mean, it was interesting to see all of the other stuff that he's done. I mean he's
1: no, he's man, had he's had a was, great career. There was so much stuff that I wanted to get into that he wouldn't let me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm, like there was there, it just was it's it. There was a little bit of struggle between um me being his friend and wanting artistic license to say a certain thing and then you know me being his friend and him being the subject right right and so i was real we treated everything with the with the best of intentions you know that's why we got everything that we did we were just so pure and cool about everything so i treated that the same way but i'm not i will i you know i won't regret saying that you know dude there was so much more that we should have got into and it would have just been like that's why i said there's a, there's a sequel <laughs> sure yeah
0: i i i would i could totally imagine that too because i mean his work is so uh you know a big thing on this show is uh inspiration like our our regular episodes we we go into uh what movies um inspired a new movie and we'll be talking about that a little bit later in this interview but um but his artwork is just so uh influential I mean it's so something that you just remember you know especially for someone like myself growing up in uh in the 80s and then into the 90s being a teenager you know you see that kind of artwork and the Cthulhu stuff and all that and it's just like it's just so cool
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's just yeah, one. definitely. His artwork is definitely, but you know, it goes down in history. Is you know, this the stuff that made those movies what they are. Yeah, and as much as they changed, because you know, and maybe that's part of the sequel, but you know, obviously they've changed, and I know I know all the reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's reasons why things happen. Okay, so like the things have changed. It's like, what are those reasons and And how do I feel about those? You know what I mean? It's like, I thought that should have been in there too, but. You got me sold on the sequel
0: already. I'll tell you that much. I know, know, right? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, you know, I want to talk about uh, Evil Dead a little bit. Um, You know, first of all, what do you think, you know, obviously you're a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. Um, What do you think it is about Evil Dead that has, you know, captured people's imaginations and like made it such a beloved classic?
1: uh i think it was a combination between sam's insert style like <laughs> you know, everything was like an insert everything was like a close up or was you know it was like just different it was he moves he moves stuff different you know like you know obviously sam has a style that kind of came out later on or whatever a little bit more polished but, but it was still there i mean his so sam's eye and tom's art mm-hmm. period boom and, and Bruce I mean of course Bruce and but, Bruce yeah <laughs> but Bruce was really just like fodder for the first one he wasn't he wasn't Bruce of the second one you know he was just he was just fodder yeah. you know absolutely
0: well i guess that's that's a a good add on question um are you an evil dead or evil dead 2 guy
2: oh
1: well i mean what got me first you know growing up was evil dead 2 so mm-hmm. that's what Hit me first and then when I got into Evil and I got quickly into Evil Dead and then when I got into Evil Dead, um, you know, we're from the same area. My mom went to school with Hal's sister and my mom was actually at the premiere of Book of the Dead at the Redford Theater and oh, she wow. So when I was watching Evil Dead, she's like, I've seen this movie and I go, We've never watched this we used to watch horror movies together. I said, We never watched this movie together. She goes, I know, but I've seen it. And I go, you've never, you've never, fucking seen this because we never watched it. She's like, no, no, I've seen it. And then like later, it came out. She's like, it was called something else. I go, you got to be kidding me. Now I went with your dad. We lived. She lived right by the Redford Theater at the time. So, but so I'm we're connected. You know what I mean? It all nice. feels like, you know, it just feels like family.
0: Mom was into co- some cool stuff. That's for sure. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, I I wanted to talk a little bit because, like I said, the um you know the main theme of our show is looking at uh, the things that inspired a new movie. Um, and so I was wondering, you know, after all these conversations you had with Tom and uh, and some of the other people involved with Evil Dead, uh, you know, what do you think? I have I have a list of a few examples, but what do you think are some of the the major influences on uh, both you know Sam Raimi directing and writing, but uh, also with uh with Tom and his
1: artwork. Ooh, well, Frizetta for Frizetta was a huge influence for Tom, Frank Frazetta, the artist. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom did stop motion movies and was in the stop motion movies and Super Eight, and you know Sam's in, obvious influences, you know, were like the three stooges i also think orson welles Mm. um and um just those movies at the time like you got to think about kind of what was what they were watching you know spielberg was a big influence too i believe you know what was happening then you know sure um i know for a fact that like for an example like i think what they were trying to what was the shot in evil dead where ellen's looking for the keys they fall on the floor Mm. and she's out to grab them, and bruce grabs her hand yeah I I think Tom said that was a shot directly ripped off from Carpenter's Halloween. And only after they were filming and they went out to go watch Halloween at the theater that they come back and Sam was like, okay, we're going to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, uh, you know, and a big thing about that is being inspired by and ripping off, I mean, are two. there, there's a thin line, but it's like, it's what movie making is all about. I mean, is finding things that you love and doing those things. And a lot of times the things you love come from classic things that have come before you.
1: Right. But I mean, also making it work. I mean, you could sit there and do a, a shot by shot, you know, you could, Take you Take let's just say Taxi Driver is a great movie, right? It's like oh, it's a classic. All right, let's take it shot by shot. Just change all the characters and make a new movie, and it's guaranteed to work. You know, right? It worked before. It's there's no guarantee that's going to work. That's like, you know, you're just setting yourself up. Yeah, you can take stuff here and there. It's a weird. Exactly. It's a weird realm. You know, it's a really weird realm. It's
0: true. It's true. Because that's the thing. A a movie is like such a, you know, sum of its parts. And so no no one thing, whether even if that one thing came from something tried and true, is going to necessarily make another great movie. And when it does, and you can see some influences, it's just another, it's almost like an Easter egg. It's like just another great
1: aspect to a great movie. Right. You're trying to capture like magic in a bottle each time and you don't know that you're doing that until like your the editor is cutting it. Yeah. The editor goes, Oh my God. <laughs> we, Look we at did, uh... wa- watch how this works. Like this big song we just this two hour song we made. Look how this how this plays and how this makes you feel and you go, holy shit.
0: Yeah, you so, know, what one thing um and also before I say I, I should mention uh the things I had written down uh were Three Stooges, uh Ray Harryhausen Uh, Night of the Living Dead and King Kong were uh, some of the things that I had written down as potential influences and the the ones that you uh, mentioned are great too Um, one thing that uh, and consider this absolutely praise of your documentary uh, one thing that it made me feel is I want to go make a movie um you know it it just seemed like so much fun the the stuff and even with their I, I think they said like 15 16 hour days on some days and like just everything that they had to go through it just seemed so cool like to be able to work and and play and just bring all that imagination to life you know right just right yeah so
1: i mean cool. it is it is it's, it is cool it is fun you know it's but you got to find the fun in it. You know, I'll be honest with you. This documentary, it took six years. Mm-hmm. Didn't know it was going to take six years. I had no no clue. Um, and it took a lot out of me. And then when it was over, I disliked Evil Dead for quite a long time. <laughs> I could imagine.
0: I could imagine just hearing them talk about it like over and over and over again. And just going through, I'm sure you had, how much uh, footage would you say you had? Oh, geez.
1: Uh too much yeah you know, it's just knowing. it's just like you at the at a point you know like you know they say never meet your heroes <laughs> bruce is great and stuff though tom is great i mean i don't have any problems with anybody but it's i think it's a matter of just like knowing too much right right <laughs> and knowing the things that you know tom didn't want to go out there like knowing all that and all that how it's this that and the other it's like whoa i didn't know you don't know all that that's involved you know like There's a lot of heart and soul in that stuff, you know. I can imagine.
0: And, and I mean, then you also, you get into, you know, some of, you know, the tragedy in Tom's life and stuff like that. I mean, just to fully flesh out his story. And, you know, I'm sure it it gets heavy, you know, getting into some of that stuff as well.
1: Man, there was stuff that we couldn't talk about. You know, you thought the stuff that we talked about was bad. It's like there was more stuff we needed to talk about. It was just, you know, Tom's been through a lot, dude, for, for that dude to maintain... You know, and he's been beaten up by them dudes, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll say Rob Tepper's a tough dude, you know. That's just my opinion. I'm not speaking for anybody else, but um, Hollywood's tough. Yeah. And if you're not a Hollywood guy, it's going to be tough on you. Yeah. And so that's a fact.
0: Yeah, I actually, I didn't realize at first that he didn't have as big of a part in Army of Darkness as he did in the first two Evil Deads. Um and when i realized that um and while i was watching and i was like oh man because like there's so much of his style in there but um you know you just kind
1: of want him to be a part of everything you know (laughs) yeah and you kind of also see where that movie could have benefited if his style was in it a little bit more yeah i mean everybody loves the book from the first one and the second one way more than any other book in my opinion the second book is the that's the book. Man. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean that—that's part of. I mean, I, I really do. You know, I had asked you earlier if you're Evil Dead one or two guy. I mean, I—I I think I'm definitely an Evil Dead two guy. And uh, but yeah, the book, all, all of the, all of the little things from the Evil Dead world that are in that movie are just when I think about Evil Dead, those are the things. I mean, and it, it was interesting too. Um, that's another thing I was gonna mention uh once you, they got onto to Evil Dead 2 in the documentary it was it was wild just to see even though it's still a relatively you know small budget just how much more uh, advanced things got as they were uh building all the you know the stop motion and all that kind of stuff it was it was pretty wild
1: yeah how many you know there was so much stuff that they were able to give it out to different departments you know that's why there's you know so many people at different art departments that worked on the, you know, the film. Yeah. There was so much to do. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: No, it, it's, it's quite interesting to see, um, to see everything that went into some of those, the, the creatures, the, the even just like little bits of art design and whatnot. Um, it's, it's pretty cool and it's cool to see all the stuff that they still have, like how he had the necklace and like, there's just, you know, everybody has their little pieces. I think it was, was it, bruce's brother or is it tom's brother that has the uh the keys from Evil dead one yeah.
1: yeah don campbell bruce's brother yeah. still got a uh, shotgun <laughs> which he sawed off and which nice. he regrets you know he doesn't know why he's like oh i sawed it off and made it shorter <laughs> and uh yeah he still got the keys that's so
0: cool That's awesome. Um, (laughs) uh, So, yeah. So, you know, earlier we were talking about some of the movies that influenced uh, Evil Dead. I wanted to talk a little bit also about films that have been influenced by Evil Dead and Tom's work. Um, You know, obviously within the world of horror, you have things like uh, Dead Alive and Shaun of the Dead. Um, Then going into stuff like uh, Cabin Fever, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and also like countless video games that i think especially uh tom's work um have have influenced i was wondering if you could talk a little about how you feel evil dead's influence has uh spread over other movies and media how evil dead 2
1: influences
0: uh evil dead in general the the whole series
1: well gee i don't know I, you know I'm, i was thinking about that while you were talking about it and i don't maybe i, don't, I mean I, I don't know any movies that i've seen a evil dead you know reference to i remember being a kid and watching animaniacs and seeing evil dead 2 on the shelf (laughs) in the cartoon when they run by like a shelf of movies there was an evil dead 2 and so i always knew like it was and then there was a band called skinny puppy that did like that song oh yeah with all the evil dead 2 clips and i bought that i wasn't a skinny puppy fan but i bought that record you know at the time and it's like and so I kind of knew it was like a niche thing. Sure. Um, and I wasn't really sure that I was seeing anybody that I can even think of now. I mean, sure, cabin fever and stuff like that later on, and cabin in the woods or whatever and all that mm-hmm. shit. Okay, fine. But that's like twenty years later. I mean, you know, that has something to say about the generations. Is that generate? Are I'm, um, you know, that generation wasn't ripping anybody out. I mean, they were, but they weren't. You know what I mean they were coming up with an original idea. Yeah, yeah, it had never they been were done. Trying, trying to. And I think everyone kind of stopped trying to come up with original ideas at a certain point. Mm. Um cabin in the woods, you know, this and yeah, sure it's the same thing but it's like spoofing itself too at the same time it's like taking the piss out of it. Right, right. Because they don't know how to handle it. It's like a little boy laughing in front of a girl, you know what I mean? It's like, because he doesn't just know how to go, hey, baby. <laughs> you, know, like, well, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, and just handle it, you know, like, just, just, you know, anyway. So, I don't know, man. Movies are weird. You know, we'll see. We'll see how they change in the next 10 years. Sure.
0: You know, you know and I think... um I think to add on, I think it comes down to more of the filmmakers themselves being influenced by Evil Dead. Um, Like I know, for example, just the other day, just totally randomly, I don't even know if there was a reason he said it, but Edgar Wright on Twitter said uh, there's no reason to make any top 10 movies of all time list because it's obviously Evil Dead 2 and everybody knows that. You know, and so I think a lot of filmmakers themselves, you know, it's just kind of something they grew up with at this point where, you know, Evil Dead and that that just like kind of do it yourself attitude of, of what uh, Sam Raimi and, and Tom were doing. Uh, it, you know, I think it's it's influenced the filmmakers a lot.
1: I think it's so you say Edgar Wright, but see, it took like 20 years for right. everybody to stop and say, hey, this thing's awesome because like. <laughs> everything, everything was still moving at the time. You know, people were still making movies. Evil Dead Two just kind of came out and blew doors on everything. You know, like totally kind of just shut everybody up. <laughs> you know, yeah,
0: I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I, I, I wish I was old enough to have seen Evil Dead Two in the theater when it first opens, but I was still a little too young at that time.
1: No, I was a, v, I had it on VHS. I had to. That's where I first experienced it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I saw Army of Darkness opening weekend uh, with my dad, and I didn't even know it was the third in a series. And then somehow or another, he found out that oh, this was actually the third one. That scene from the beginning was, you know, part of the the one before it. And so we s- seeked out the uh, VHS copies, and obviously been my favorite ever since. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Right on. Uh, so. I got a couple more questions for you. Um, and before I get on to any of that, I just wanted to ask you, you know, just are there any other, um, you know, anything specifically from from the process of making everything that was just like a particularly interesting story you'd want to share, like something that was like really funny or something that was just just really like surprised you or something like that?
2: <laughs>
1: All right, I got one for you. Okay, you ready? Sure. <laughs> okay, so we go to the stop motion meltdown house, which is off a of Six Mile and, you know, in nice old Detroit and a nice little neighborhood there. And we roll up. We want to film the garage in the basement because the stop motion meltdown stuff all happened at that house. It's Bart Pierce's old house. It's now in a really rough neighborhood with like pit bulls, wild pit bulls on either side. I mean, it was pretty crazy. You, like, it was it was tough, seriously. So we pull up. Here's me and Tom, two white guys. Pull up. We get out. You know, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit younger than Tom. Tom's like in his 60s, whatever. Here we are. We're like, hey, buddies, uh, can we film here? I had left a note. Okay, actually, I went to the house and left a note like the week before mm. with my phone. Or didn't hear anything. Me and Tom were rolling through. We actually just left Sam Raimi's parents' house. uh His Sam's dad gave us permission to film the garage where they shot some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're rolling through. We're to, let's go over to the, the house. We, we roll through. The kid answers the door, the young black kid. He goes, how do I know you ain't the police? Mm-hmm. I said, I swear to God, we're not the police, man. Like, look, look, my jacket had this evil dead patch. I said, this is Tom Sullivan. Look, here's his name. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, here's, my, here's my ID. And uh, young black kid standing on the porch like next thing you know the door opens and nine other large young black kids come out on the porch literally so there's 10 kids on this porch and uh just me and tom in this neighborhood and uh he goes man this is this is funny man like you know you don't just go ask to go film someone's house i mean if they were doing something illegal in the house we probably would have been shot not knowing it you know what i mean like so I mean, really, think about it. If they were doing anything legal in this house, hey, man, can we fill your... Motherfucker, you know? <laughs> all right, so this is Detroit. So they go, how do we know you ain't the police? We're, I swear to God. They had a blunt, and he goes, here, hit, you You guys smoke this blunt it'll you know, prove you ain't the police. All right. So we had to sit there and smoke this blunt with these kids, and it was all good. And uh, Tom thought it was a cigar. <laughs> Nice. and so uh so then it comes you know whatever and we smoke the button and he goes all right man you go film whatever you want he goes you go film the garage right now and i'll get these guys out of here you go film the basement i go all right we go film the garage we do our piece we come back everybody's waiting outside we go in the house we film the basement it's completely empty we, we film our piece we come up i go hey man i'm gonna give you this i'm gonna give you that helping us out you know like a couple of freebies or whatever i'll come back and give them to you you know and and who else needs one and they were all like we all need one <laughs> and so we we're like i'm like all right give me give me everybody's name like literally and wrote it all down and i came back a week later and i knocked on a dude's door and he answered the door and i gave him all the shit i go here's one for all your buddies like it was some prints from tom and like a couple of dvds of mine and stuff like that and he was flabbergasted and that is hilarious. That that's awesome. So Definitely. were
0: were they Evil Dead fans? Did they did they no, know it, Evil Dead? Know.
2: No, no, had <laughs> a
1: fucking clue. Everybody <laughs> living in these houses that these movies were shot don't have a fucking clue what Evil Dead is. I so. bet they'd love it though. I, I bet they'd love
0: Ash. You know, he, he is uh, he's such a character. I mean, he can. I think anybody
1: would love him. Well, the one the kid who lives at the house where the basement's at, you know, we we brought him a copy of Evil Dead. You yeah. Know, Showed up a few times and we first time we showed up here's a copy of evil dead maybe you should look at it you know we show come back come back he's like man it's you know the basement's virtually untouched after 30 years there's even still like a blood stain on some of the rocks and so (laughs) um he's like man it's the same handrail it's this i mean you know we're like yeah you know he's like i had no idea that's my basement you know like (laughs) like, yeah
0: he's never going down there again that's for sure yeah it's kind of funny oh that's hilarious um (laughs) that's so funny so uh you know one other question i wanted to ask you about the documentary um is the dirt that came with it um yeah do you guys just have like a bucket of dirt just like sitting there for when you do represses or what's happening there
1: so we went down there and we went to the we went everywhere, right? And we went to one of the places was the actual cabin location in which we got permission from the right people and we did it legally. And we went down there and we asked about taking dirt and they said yes. And so we went down, we, we walked, it's a half a mile walk down a hill with a five gallon bucket. And I got in the hole where the cellar hole was and I dug out a bunch of dirt. Mm-hmm. And I put it in a five gallon bucket. I filled a whole five gallon bucket full of dirt, right? Now, <laughs> I, I didn't think about having to walk back up the half-a-mile hill uh, with a five-gallon bucket full <laughs> of dirt. <laughs> oh, man, you're working for your art. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. So we, But that's what I did, you know, and we took the dirt, and we knew, I, you know, I've had the dirt for five years. So it's like I had no idea what I was going to do with it. I just knew that we stopped at Home Depot. There was a bucket, and I might as well fill the bucket because that's what I have, you know. I don't know. So that's what I did. Yeah. So it's actual dirt. Everyone's like, oh, I want a COA," And I was like, no, cause I don't want you to resell it. It's not about trying to sell it. I wasn't trying to make a profit off of it. It was my dirt. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like, Hey, you bought the movie. I appreciate it. Here's this dirt that we got during the filming of the movie.
0: It's, it's an, absolutely essential uh bonus material to have for an evil dead fan so uh, i'm glad that i have a copy now um yeah <laughs> so uh you know i i think that that about does it for uh you know talking about this thing um what what's cool. next for you uh now they you know you've got this thing out there and
1: uh, people are watching it and everything what are you doing now um uh, well there was a couple of documentaries that are supposed to jump off like just based off of hey we love what you did with invaluable you know like can you can i produce it i shot it i edited it yeah I put some of the music i did everything right so they're you know, like Will you do that for this it's like yeah i'd love to and then i want to do one for nubbins is one i want to do one for i met jason guy at a convention who owns nubbins and i thought we could we could do like an invaluable for nubbins <laughs> but at the same time I want to get back into like regular features too. And I have a um a horror movie that I'm shooting in Pontiac, Michigan, uh in a couple of months about a man rapist. <laughs> it's a true story. A guy a guy that raped dudes in nineteen eighty three in Pontiac,
0: so Wow, that sounds like uh that sounds like it would go over well at like uh the midnight screenings and stuff like that. Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> right on man um so yeah i I just want to thank you again for uh for making the time to talk here and uh where can people find uh the uh the blu-ray and uh your work
1: oh man i don't know find it on facebook it's all kind of word of mouth yeah and we're not i'm not it's no one's really trying to push super super hard you know to get it out there we didn't do festivals or anything so um i don't know find it on facebook <laughs> there's instructions i to to order uh the page is you know called invaluable it's got a book of the dead picture for the profile picture and uh my name's ryan mead you can find me on there too and I'm sure you can find it facebook's pretty pretty clever
0: <laughs> I, i'll help uh i'll help direct them a little bit just to make sure they find pretty, it. <laughs> yeah. Right on, man. Well, again, thanks for being here and uh, all the success with uh, your new projects.
1: Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it, man. Hello, and welcome to Scream Scene,
0: the horror movie podcast where we watch every horror movie
1: ever made
0: in chronological
1: order, then rank them from best to worst.
0: Your dedicated hosts, Sarah and Ben, bring you a new episode each week.
1: Covering the history of film through a horror lens.
0: From silent to sound and black and white to color and the social and cultural context surrounding them.
1: Scream Scene is your well-researched, in-depth, and respectful dive into the horror movies of old.
0: Join us, creatures of the night, by subscribing to Scream Scene on iTunes.
1: And visit our website, screamscenepodcast.tumblr.com.
0: You'll be dying to subscribe.
1: <laughs> That's pretty bad.
0: It'll be a hell of a good time. Better? It'll lift your spirits. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Ryan Mead, the director of Invaluable. If you are an Evil Dead fan, I definitely suggest you check that thing out. It is a really great watch. And I mean, come on, it comes with a little vial of dirt from the cabin from Evil Dead. I mean, you need that in your collection. Uh, You already have like... 15 copies of Evil Dead 1 and 2 and Army of Darkness and all the different Blu-rays and VHSs, you need a little bit of the soil, don't you? (laughs) So uh, that does it for today's episode of Piecing It Together. As always, I want to remind you to please make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can also rate and review us on iTunes, join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group, where we still have a contest going on. We got that pile of puzzle pieces up in the uh, cover image. And if you can find all 28 movies that are hidden in that image, you're going to win a $20 Fandango gift card. Still haven't gotten a winner. I don't care if this thing goes for a year before we find a winner, because I did make it hard on purpose. So, start looking. You're going to find them eventually, maybe. Uh, You can also follow us on social media, at PeacingPod. And you can go to our website, peacingpod.com, and sign up for the mailing list. So... That does it for today. Uh, we will be back this week with another episode of Piecing It Together. Uh, I think, yeah, we got Captain Marvel coming up this week. And then we've got Vox Lux. We actually have, we just ended up recording this the other day, a follow up second episode on Vox Lux. So we've got two episodes on Vox Lux coming up. And then we also have uh, Two Dust. And then uh, we're going to be doing one on Climax. And then we'll just see where we go from there because we got a whole lot of other movies that we want to cover. So uh, that's just what's in the can so far. So we got a lot of episodes coming, we got a lot of movies to watch. And I want to thank you, as always, for listening let's close this thing out with a piece of my music and uh, I was at first I was going to play It's Murder from my comedy rap group MC Random and Jewish Dave but we don't need all that uh, nonsense on this podcast I, I try not to play that stuff too often so instead I'm going to play a, uh, a piece of music from one of the films that I've scored it's a, uh, a horror creature film called Croak about a mutated frog that murders the guy that mutated him um, and it is uh it's a really cool little short film one of my favorite things i've worked on and the music definitely fits within the uh the feeling of this kind of comedy horror evil dead style so i figured it would be a good piece of music to close out the episode on so let's go with that a piece of music from the film croak and we'll be back soon with more piecing it together
1: West.